Hello, everybody. Jeremy here from the podcast you're about to hear. You know, inside quotes. <laughs> We've got a major announcement for you guys. As some of you guys have been with us since day one, and we have had multiple requests throughout those years to make a merch store and sell some t-shirts. And we finally got around to it. And we can now officially say that we have a merch store live. Link in the description below. We'll put a link in the show notes so that you can click on if you want to support the show in any way possible. Buy a t-shirt. We got some cool designs uh, that Bryce has worked on for us. And eventually we'll have other things. We've got a mug in the works. We'll probably have that around Christmas time. Um, we've got some stickers. So yeah, if you would like to support the show in any way possible, we would love for you to check out our merch store. Buy a sticker, buy a shirt. There's, there's hoodies, sweatshirts, whatever you can think of. We got it. And if we don't got it, we'll make it. But just let us know. Thank you guys for following the show, following along. I, it's been a, It's been a cool year. This is a cool milestone for us. So if you want to buy a shirt, go for it. And on with the show. Gotta keep one jump ahead of the breadline, one swing ahead of the sword. I steal only what I can't afford. That's everything. One jump ahead of Hello the and welcome back to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I rewatch, review, and relive the magic of our childhood. How do we do that? Through our childhood movies, of course. This is episode 46. I'm your host, Jonathan, and as always, I'm joined by my brother, Jeremy. Jeremy, what are we talking about today? Today, we are covering a staple of our childhood, Jonathan. You know what? This is one of our few Disney movies we've actually covered. Yeah. <laughs> this one is a classic, and it is also a Robin Williams film. And as you know, August is our Robin Williams Appreciation Month. And today, we are covering the 1992 film Aladdin, rated G, for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That cracked me up. That's my new saying. <laughs> we need a t-shirt. Uh, that's our new t-shirt. Rated okay. G for everyone. But yeah, this is one of the few Disney movies that we've actually covered, animated-wise at least. Yeah. This is the first one of the Disney Renaissance we've covered. I, I don't know. This is this is one of my favorite ones. I, I think I like this one better than Lion King. And if you have been a fan of this podcast, you know... I'm not the number one fan of Lion King. I do love it, but I'm not the number one fan. I think Brother Bear's better. So what? Anyways, uh, I like Aladdin because it's one of the few Disney Renaissance movies that's actually marketed towards young boys because the rest of them are Disney princess movies, pretty much. There's Little Mermaid. I guess Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast, even though Beauty and the Beast slaps. That's a good one. There's a Lion King, which everybody loves, and I guess there's a Disney princess in this movie, but it really focuses on Aladdin. You know, in the 90s, you really needed some, like, male representation in films, you know? <laughs> you, you had Tim Allen on Home Improvement, and that's it, leading the, yeah. leading the way for all the men everywhere. <laughs> uh, so would you say, Jeremy, would you say this is your favorite Disney animated movie? No. Not at all. I might say that. Maybe. <laughs> Jonathan, we're already st we've just started the podcast recording and you're already asking hard questions. I got plenty of hard questions today. Maybe I can answer this later because I'm still thinking Brother Bear 
We've got Tarzan. I forgot about Brother Bear. Yeah, you, you're you're just gonna pick Brother Bear every time, so it doesn't matter, dude. I'm I don't know if I would. That's not <laughs> Renaissance. That's not Renaissance. It's a completely different category. I think the music. I think the music in Aladdin is better. Oh no, Phil Collins. <laughs> I forgot about Phil Collins. These are hard. Tar- he also did Tarzan, even though I know him more for Brother Bear. Which is so weird. Which is really weird. <laughs> Justin, he had the Tarzan soundtrack. I used to listen to that all the time. Yeah. He'd be gone, yeah, and I'd yeah. go in his room and play his Tarzan CD, and I'd be jumping on the bed listening to Trash in the Camp. Trash in the Camp. Trash in his bedroom. <laughs> so why is this your favorite Disney animated film? Since you can confidently say that. I don't know. I guess, I guess for me, I've watched this one the most. I think it's no secret from our past episodes that I don't really have the Disney animated knowledge that perhaps I should for hosting a kids movie podcast. Yeah, we're considered experts in this field. The fact is, uh, you know, the listeners would be surprised the amount of movies that we haven't seen. <laughs> um, and actually, I there's a lot of movies that I've seen, but I only saw them once. So, yeah, they just weren't staples. So let's let's they're still part of our childhood. They just weren't staples. I mean, yeah. I'm even putting the okay. Disney Renaissance movies in there. Little Mermaid once. Yep. Same. Beauty and the Beast once. Uh, no, no, no. I, I fully stand Beauty and the Beast. Pocahontas once. <laughs> How about Nunts? <laughs> um, I watched that for the first time two years ago. Really? And I loved it. It was good. Um, now, but yeah. We did have Aladdin, though, on VHS, and we also had Lion King. So those two are pretty high up there for me. Oh, yeah. Hercules, I have seen several times. Hercules, Overrated. a lot. Overrated. It is. Tarzan was good. I don't, where does the Renaissance cut off? Is it after Tarzan? Or is there another I, I'm, I'm going to guess 2000. I think anything pre-Emperor's New Groove is mm-hmm. Renaissance. Well... Aladdin was big because not only did we have the, the the first movie, but we had the direct-to-video sequel, Return of Jafar. We also oh, had yes, we did. Uh, Aladdin and the King of Thieves. Also a good movie. That one's good. I was actually thinking, there was actually a few quotes re-watching Aladdin that I was waiting for, and then I looked them up afterwards because I didn't hear them, and I was like, oh, that's yeah. from the King of Thieves. <laughs> <laughs> There's one line where Genie is like, brings up like a dinner table or something like that and hands Aladdin a menu and he's like, would you like the chicken or the sea bass? <laughs> I remember that. And I thought that that scene happens in the Cave of Wonders in the original one because there's a scene where like he creates a table, but it, it wasn't there. So um, so we had that. Also, Jeremy, do you remember the Aladdin animated series? Vaguely, vaguely. We didn't have a Disney Channel growing up. But I remember watching it somehow. It was on it was on Saturdays on ABC. It must have been. So I remember watching that actually. So I feel like Aladdin may have been like one of the first like franchises. <laughs> it had a lot of other like sequels <laughs> okay, and stuff. Okay. okay, not not franchises <laughs> in general. Okay, here. But here is here is something that I looked up. Return of Jafar is the very first straight to video Disney animated film. It is, and it's quite possibly the best. Is it good? I remember it being in trash. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. But in my mind, 
because we had it. It went with the other two movies. Yeah. We had it on VHS. Must be good. Mm-hmm. It's a whole trilogy. It has a severe lack of genie in it. Yeah, no. Especially so Robin Williams' I, genie. For reasons. Yeah, I noticed that. I was like, why isn't Robin Williams in this movie? And I guess mom said, well, I guess he's just not in this one. And I, maybe you said that. And I just thought he took a day off. <laughs> I didn't think he wasn't like something with contracts. You know the you know the whole beef with that. Basically, he he agreed to to voice the role for like a lower amount. If if they agreed, if Disney agreed to not use his character or his name heavily in the marketing of the movie mm-hmm. and in the merchandise, specifically because he had another movie coming out. Um. I can't remember what it was called. It actually had to do with toys or something like that. It was may have been called toys. I don't know what it was. <laughs> um, there was some weird movie that he did around the same time that I've never seen. I still huh. have to watch Goodwill Hunting before I watch that. So, but basically, Disney threw all that to the side. They used his name. They used his character all in the marketing for the movie. Pushed it as this this huge, you know, uh, Robin Williams movie. Um. According to Wikipedia, he was only he was paid seventy five thousand dollars for it, compared to his standard eight million per movie that he that he oh wow that he was earning at the time. So he had he had done this as a favor and like specifically under certain terms, and they did not they just disregarded all of that. So he was he was mad. He didn't <laughs> return back because of that. But they all they all uh, made up, I guess, in the end, and he came back for the third one, and then Flubber. So I think he's like a Disney legend now, but I don't blame Disney because when you have a character as good as the genie, you're going to promote it. Like you're going to have that heavily featured in your trailers and your, you know, the posters and you've got Robin Williams. Oh yeah. What are you going to, what are you going to promote Scott Weinger? Yeah. (laughs) Actually, I did read something about that. The success of Robin Williams in the character of the genie led to, the celebrification of animated voice actors, yeah, like are in in uh, animated films, like getting like celebrities instead of like voice actors. Yeah. So, uh, you know, movies like Shrek, where you've got Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, Cameron Diaz, yeah, John Lithgow. It's probably not on the same level yeah. as, as those others, but but it kind of led over time. They started bringing in more and more, you know, film celebrities to be in these animated movies. And so I think the, the budgets kind of got like a lot more inflated over time. I guess so. Yeah. Interesting. Who? Okay. I just clicked on the Scott Winder. Mm-hmm. He looks very familiar. What is he in? He, I don't know. He's in every single Aladdin content. There is. He, he's even on, um, on Disney Plus, Aladdin on Ice. There's ex- there's the extras <laughs> tab where there's like behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, there's something that looks like he filmed recently. That is, it's like a three or four minute video of him explaining what the uh, all of the different impressions that the genie makes in this movie. Oh yeah, Robin Williams is a man of a thousand characters. Because <laughs> no one, no one is going to understand the references, especially now <laughs> that he's doing in this movie. I know I didn't. I I actually did want to talk about one of the references though specifically. Did you catch the Groucho Marx reference? 
I did. That's the only one that I understand back in the day. I I, I noticed a Rodney Dangerfield one. Mm-hmm. When we talked about Casper, there was a few impressions in a scene in that movie yeah. too. Rodney Dangerfield was in that too. Um, yeah, the Groucho Marx impression. So as a kid, I didn't, I never got that. And that's the scene. Um, he's in the Cave of Wonders and he walks by and he's he's got the cigar in his mouth and like a little duck drops from the ceiling with like a sign. Yeah. So I never got that reference until maybe maybe I was a teenager, but we we got from the library. Yeah, it's because dad watched the You Bet Your Life with Groucho Marx. Yeah, it's a reference to the TV show. It's a game show called You Bet Your Life. And it's basically a show where people would compete and Groucho would just insult them the whole time. <laughs> it's really good, actually. <laughs> it was really funny. But there was like this <laughs> duck that would drop from the ceiling. And it was like, say the secret word, win $100 or something like that. And the duck would have yeah. on a sign the secret word for that episode. So I remember, yeah, we got that, that like a DVD of all these old episodes of this show. It's probably from like the 50s or something. Um, yeah. And our dad really liked it. So we watched a lot of that. And I remember shortly after that, like that time of like watching the those episodes, we rewatched Aladdin. I, I want to say this was at Oakdale, mm-hmm. the Oakdale house. Yeah. And yeah. we rewatched it. And that was like the first time where I got the reference of like who that was, <laughs> who Groucho Marx was. And then also the, what the duck was that dropped from the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. That was around the same time where we actually got into the Marx Brothers movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I Because of that show. That, that was part of it too. Um, but I also remember it may have been around that same time. I looked up AFI's top 100 comedies of all time, according to them. Mm-hmm. And I remember like there was a time where I was like actively going through the list. Oh, for real? <laughs> um, and one of the one of the funniest ones on there, one near the top is a movie called Duck Soup, which is a Marx Brothers movie. And so I remember getting that movie yes. from the library and watching that. I've seen I've probably seen Duck Soup two or three, four times. It's good. It's hilarious. If you get the opportunity to watch a Marx Brothers movie, do it. Yeah. Make an opportunity. It's like Three Stooges, but more clever, less slapstick. I mean, it's still got some slapstick, but it's a lot more witty humor. True form of comedy. Yeah, it's really good. You're you're not a true connoisseur of comedy unless you know who the Marx Brothers are. It's it's quite honestly, I, I'm not a huge fan of black and white film. And it's quite honestly one of the few black and white films that I actually enjoy watching. Also, Duck Soup just has like no plot, really. It's just one thing to the next. It's just one insane yeah. scene to the next, and it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a few of the other movies, but um, there's a few other impressions that he does in the movie. I got most of them, but watching that video on Disney+, Plus, it did it did clear up, I think, at least one of them for me. Uh, so he does a Robert De Niro impression, which I caught, and a Jack mm-hmm. Nicholson one. That's the one I was. Thinking and the Rodney about, yeah. Dangerfield one I got. The one I didn't, I didn't know who it was. Was Ed Sullivan? That was one of them. That was, that uh, was supposed to be him. Yes. So they had to put that video on Disney Plus because kids today aren't going to know who that is, and kids of the '90s barely knew who these people were. So I, I think that was <laughs> yeah. more for the adults watching. <laughs> but yeah, I I do remember the Aladdin TV show and. Uh, I used to watch that quite a bit. I feel like it was around the same mm-hmm. era of the like the Timon and Pumbaa 
series. Oh yeah. So that that was another good one. Solid. And you know what? Pretty much every every movie had their own series. I mean, I remember Hercules had a show, which had actually I think there was an Aladdin TV show crossover. I think Aladdin showed up in Hercules. It's it's pretty possible. An episode of that. <laughs> I wonder. Timon and Pumbaa is on Disney Plus, but the Aladdin series is not. So that, I was I looked ah, that up. Disney, we're gonna need that to pop up there as soon as possible. Thank you. Yeah, there's there's just some things that I'm like, why isn't this on Disney Plus? I don't I don't know why it's not there yet. You know, wow. we got the the Star Wars Ewok TV movies, but we don't have <laughs> we don't have the Aladdin series. You know, that's hey, that's that canon, good. dude. That is Star Wars canon. <laughs> love star wars but the ewok movies they're rough they're rough (laughs) well let's transition from movie facts over to other facts other facts um well jonathan i told you you know there's two aladdin movies right yeah maybe more who no there's just two um they this is one of the good Disney remakes. And I watched both of these movies. I I became well researched. Um a lot of the remakes aren't good, and everybody knows that. But this is one of the few remakes that actually is watchable. So, without further ado, I don't need to keep talking about that because I did even more research than watching both movies. Guess what else I did? You learned Arabic. I did not learn Arabic. (laughs) No, but I don't know if you were aware of this, Jonathan, but Aladdin is an original story. There's a book called A Thousand and One Arabian Nights, and it's kind of like the nursery rhymes for Arabia. You know what I'm saying? And it's a whole book collection, and it's a short story. It's, it's, It's pretty long. But you read this book? I read the book this week, and it is not what you think it is. Thanks a lot, Disney, for making this so much better. Um, it's pretty bad, actually. Boring? But I figured I... No, it's it's interesting. Dark? Yeah, it's a little dark. Um, I'll get into this. But yeah, I figured I would uh, do some heavy research on this. It's called Aladdin and the Magic Lamp. And there's other stories from from A Thousand and One Arabian Nights. Um, one of those is like The King of Thieves, mm-hmm. which is a sequel. And then S- the story of Sinbad, which isn't even a Disney movie, but there is a movie about Sinbad. And that's kind of cool. I never saw it. Um, but yeah, I knew it was uh, based on like old stories. Yeah, I don't think I have either. But yeah, there's just whole collections of like Arabic nursery rhymes. I guess they're not really nursery rhymes. They're just kid stories. Mm-hmm. But like tales of the beetle and the bard for harry potter yeah it's pretty neat but for real life um yeah (laughs) so i read the book and it is let me tell you what it's completely different than what you would think it is and it's kind of dark and it's kind of not good (laughs) it's interesting so aladdin you're very familiar with aladdin he is a chinese man living with his mom and he's kind of a loser his dad is dead because of he because he's a loser and he's very disappointed. Um, already starting off the bat, not what you think it is. One day, this African magician comes up to him, claiming to be his uncle. He's not really his uncle. He's just trying to 
find an idiot to go into the cave with him. Um, and he believes him and he gives him a ring to help him find his way. <laughs> uh, turns out it's a magic ring that has a genie in it. Um, and he goes, claims the lamp from the cave. You know, you're all familiar with that. Comes back up and Jafar. So Jafar is three characters. He's the African magician. He's the king's, uh, he's the king's assistant and he's the king's assistant's son. That's what he's based off of. Hmm. Um, so the uncle asks for the lamp and he's like, give me the lamp before you help me or help me out before you get, before I give you the lamp. And he's like, no, I'm mad at that. So I'm going to let you just die. And he caves in, he, he makes the cave cave on in. Um, so he, Aladdin uses the lamp to transport back to China um, with the genie. And I guess, I guess the magician flees to Africa and that's all you hear from him until the end of the story. Um, so he goes, goes back home and he is a peeping Tom and he peeping, he's spying on princess Jasmine. Um, and then he's like, I need to marry this girl. Um, so he gets his mom to basically propose <laughs> to the King for him by giving him a handful of jewels and like asking for, his hand her her hand in marriage and stuff like that um and he's like i'll give you three months three months time and then she'll be ready to be married she's probably really young <laughs> in that case um meanwhile jafar and jafar wants jasmine for his son to marry so he's whispering in the king's ears like hey what if you let my son marry her instead because that would be cool and this is politics um, anyways, he lets him do that after two months, a month before Aladdin's day. So Aladdin finds out about that. He gets mad. He uses the genie. The genie gives him unlimited wishes. Disney just invented the three, the three wish thing. Everything about genies is completely wrong. He gets, he asks the genie to kidnap the princess, teleport her to his quarters, and he sleeps with her pretty much every night on and off for a couple weeks. Um, so, so, and he transports her back. She freaks out because she thinks it's all a dream and that eventually freaks out her husband. So he leaves. And so now she's really ready to get married again. So he asked the king again, can I marry your daughter? And his king is like, all right, only if you do this very, give me this list of specific things consisted of like 40 black slaves, 40 white slaves, and like a bunch of different animals, specific animals and jewels and stuff. And he does, because he, he has a genie. He can wish for anything. And he brings it in. It's a whole Prince Ali moment. Um, and he's like, okay, you can marry my daughter, because that was way too specific, and I'm very impressed with that. <laughs> um, then the genie is giving him all. Everything he is is because of the genie. So Jafar in Africa, the, the uncle, finds out that he's doing really well for himself, and he's like, okay, well, that has to be the genie, obviously, because this guy's a loser. And he... Travels back to China, steals the lamp basically from Aladdin's wife now Jasmine, because um, Aladdin's on a hunting trip and he doesn't know. Um, then he, Jafar takes a wish from the genie and he's like, "Yo, give me that palace." <laughs> he's like, "Give me this palace. Give me this Jasmine. Ship her to Africa." <laughs> and basically, Aladdin gets back from his hunting trip. Asks, almost gets beheaded and arrested. And he's like, you got to find my daughter. And he gives him three three months to find his daughter. 
Aladdin travels all the way to Africa, almost kills himself because it's such a long journey because China to Africa is really far. Um, and then he eventually just steals the lamp back and wishes the genie back to wishes the palace and Jasmine back um, to um, China. And since Aladdin's such a jerk and he doesn't do anything and he really insulted his main master, I think he said something. I guess the genie's main master is some type of bird and he insulted a bird. And um, so the genie was like, you ain't going to say crap about my mama. And <laughs> he stops granting wishes. And that's the end of it. They just live a happy, happily life together. And it's not even Arabian night because it's in it's in Asia. I know. I know. It's ridiculous. It's uh, ugh. that's weird. Not a satisfying ending like this one is. Well, Jeremy, you certainly put in the work this week. You watched the, the movie. You watched the live action. You read the book. Did the work that no one else wanted to do. And we thank you. We commend you for that. You didn't even want to listen to it. I did not. It was tough. <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about a book as well, Jeremy. Oh, yeah? Because it reminded me of this book I read as a kid. We had it in the FCA library. I'm doubtful that you read it too, but um, it was called The Wish Giver. Three Tales of Coventry. I have not read that. Uh, and there was like this period in my like fifth grade class, I think, where it was like someone read it. They picked it off the shelf. They read it. And it was actually kind of funny. So it was like one of those <laughs> things where like people, other people in the class wanted to read it, too. <laughs> so I remember I checked it out after uh, after one of my friends read it. But it was basically yeah. three short stories. Three. It's basically three short stories of like how wishes go wrong. Basically how how like a wish giver or like a genie takes what you say out of context and twists it. <laughs> and so, yeah, it like, for example, I, I, I looked it up. There's like three stories. One person is there. It's a story of like this girl that falls in love with this like traveling salesman. And the, the salesman, like he's always traveling. And, and so she wishes that the salesman would just stay here, set down roots and never leave. And the salesman turns into a tree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so then now she can't get married. Um, there's another one where like. I already like this better than Aladdin. Like the, there's there's a story where um, a girl, she wants to be popular in her class. She wants to get invited to the girl's house for like a after school party. And she wishes to be popular for people to notice her. And. After that, she like can't talk normally. She starts croaking like a frog. <laughs> you got noticed. So there's technically like, there's like a few stories <laughs> from this book, and so I've always just kept this with me. Like if I ever do encounter a genie, I got to be very careful with how I word it. Because, very specific because they are gonna they're gonna twist it. <laughs> if they have the opportunity, they're gonna they're gonna pull a fast one. So that's why you gotta be friends with them. Which leads me, Jeremy, to my question for you. You said I was asking a hard question earlier about um, Aladdin. I don't like answering what's my favorite movie of any genre. (laughs) That's such a hard question for me. The question for you is, you've got three wishes. What are they? I knew you'd answer. I knew you'd ask me that question. (laughs) Okay, so what are the rules on the the Disney rules for genies? The rules are can't wish for more wishes you can't make someone fall in love with you 
and okay. he doesn't like bringing people back from the dead. He doesn't like to do it. I don't know. He might be able to, though. But it's not definite. Well, first off, right off the bat, I'm going $150 gift card to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> you might not think that's a lot of money, but in tokens, that's a lot of money. A lot of tokens. <laughs> you know, we were on the same wavelength with that one, Jeremy. Because... I may have mentioned this in a previous episode, but I remember one year at Christmas on my Christmas list, I asked for a Dunkin' Donuts and a Chuck E. Cheese in my backyard. I did not get that. Yes, Santa did not bring that to me. And so maybe the genie can. Well, I think the zoning laws in our backyard wouldn't work for residential. You know, mom and dad tried. I mean, Santa tried. (laughs) So... If I've got a genie, that's what I'm wishing for. And Jeremy, you're welcome to spend your $150 gift card there. But I own the place. so. But I'm your brother. (laughs) Ten galleons. (laughs) Nice. Hoping you catch on to that. Um, No, my real wish would probably be... Hmm, I get three wishes, right? So number one would be um, Chuck E. Cheese gift card. Number two, probably... Wishing, I would wish for my taste buds to change so that healthy food tasted like junk food. Yeah. And junk food was healthy. How cool would that be? That'd be a good one. That'd be good. Um, also, my third one would be unlimited wishes because that's not a rule. That's a loophole. Well, he's breaking rules throughout the movie, so I don't know. Yeah, pretty much. I think I think I have a loophole for that as well. I'd rather become friends with the genie. I'd rather become friends with the genie and set him free. Because then you still get unlimited wishes. That's the loophole. You set him free, and then he's your friend for life. And he just does whatever. You don't have a friend if you don't set him free. Yeah. You never had a friend like me. Exactly. That rhymed. So that that legitimately would be my third wish. Of Just set them free. It'll be my friend. It'll be a mutually mm-hmm. beneficial relationship. Okay. Then we've got the Dunkin' Donuts and the Chuck E. Cheese. Which, by the way, I don't know why you like Dunkin' Donuts so much, because that place sucks. Well, you know, today I would probably pick some, like, local place that's way better, or Krispy Kreme. Um, Today's sponsor is Hole-in-One Donuts. Get that hit up. Get there early, though. They sell out. See, I when I was thinking of the wishes, this is what reminded me of the book, because, you know, obviously, if I'm really thinking about the wishes, one of them's going to be like, oh, I want a bunch of money. Like, I never want to have to work again, but I can't wish I never want to have to work again because I know he's going to do, he's going to, he's going to twist it on me. He's going to do something. (laughs) It's going to be tricky. So yeah, I'll I'll have to think about how, how to make that work. But essentially, you know, I, I don't want to have to work again. I want to, I want to have my, my needs taken care of that. That would be one. What's that? What's that? Uh, That's so much. That's such an icebreaker question. That's also like. It's super, super similar to like if you had if you were on like a trapped island, if you're on a desert island, what books would you bring yeah. or something like that? <laughs> it's my answer would also be, I guess my book would be how to how to build a raft. <laughs> raft building for dummies. <laughs> Who's your favorite genie? How many genies are there? I dream of genie so and if... genie <laughs> from Aladdin. Well, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know how many there are. No, Shaq is a genie. Oh, Shaq. That's a good one. <laughs> Kazam. 
No, I just meant like if you had so if you've never had a friend like me and you had to choose one of the genies as your friend, would you rather have Robin Williams be your friend or Will Smith be your friend? Oh. I'm not this is not a question of who did a better genie because even Will Smith would say Robin Williams did a better genie. Um but who are you thinking? Who you got? <laughs> So you're going with Will Smith, sounds like. Are you leading me on? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't have a problem with either of them, but, I mean, you got to go with the classic. You got to go with Robin Williams. Yeah, you got to go with the, the good stand-up comedian. And my choice is neither, because my favorite genie that is also a stand-up comedian is James Acaster. From the Off-Menu Podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you are a fan of the Off Menu podcast, you'd understand that he plays a genie waiter. <laughs> and it's the best. So I guess we can get into the songs of the movie. Okay. Because that's the main part, pretty much. Everybody understands the story a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's your favorite song? Prince Ali. Probably that one. Really? Probably. Okay. I was going to say the same thing. That one or the Street Rat one. What's that? Oh, yeah. That one's good. Hunter bad guys in shorts. <laughs> so our older brother, our mom always said that that's what Justin used to call it. <laughs> Instead of Hunter bad guys with, sh- with swords, he used to say Hunter bad guys with shorts. shorts. Yeah. Um, so that's become an inside joke in our house. Yeah. Saying Hunter bad guys in shorts. That's a good song. Um, you can't be sleeping on a whole new world. That is an iconic song. That's probably the most popular song. That's the part of the movie where we would go to the kitchen and make our peanut butter syrup waffles. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before, but like one of our top movie snacks growing up was peanut butter and maple syrup waffles. Yeah. Just straight up egos, dude. Actually, we never had Eggos. We had Publix brand because Publix is better. Publix um, brand or random health food brand made from like whole wheat or something. Kashi. Like Buckwheat. Brand. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, putting on a peanut butter on a toasted waffle, cutting it up like a pizza in eight slices, stacking it up. Yeah. Ooh, good. that is so good. I really want that right now. Wow. Well, if you wish for it, you could have it. Yeah, it'd be healthy too. And being healthy yeah. for you, then yeah. The the three songs I can think of though, the Prince Ali, the what is the Street Rat song even called? I don't know. And a whole new world. I don't buy that. Friend like me. Friend like. Oh, and friend like me. Friend okay. like me is way more. Okay, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. Well, I, I'm trying to think what what's near the like the back half of the movie. Is there like nothing else after a whole new world? I, I really can't remember anything else after that. Uh, so the song you're thinking of is One Jump Ahead. Okay. Um, which is awesome. I actually think that one's better. And you know what? Arabian Nights. Oh, Arabian Nights. So yeah. good. Come on down, stop on by, hop a carpet and fly to another Arabian night. Arabian nights, like Arabian day. There's not one song in this movie that is bad. They're all bangers dude they're all so good and they're so memorable so Prince Ali 
comes before a whole, whole new world. So whole new world is pretty much the last of it. The rest of it is just like score and reprises. Yeah, I, I totally forgot when, for some reason, Prince Ali is the first one that came to my mind. But I mean, the whole friend like me, it's got to be the best one. At least that's the best sequence of yeah. the movie. I love everything about the Cave of Wonders in this movie. Yeah. All those scenes, it's really cool. Cool to me. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Abu? He's a little, he sucks. A little turd. <laughs> he's a little turd. <laughs> he really is. He sh- they shouldn't have let him in. He he's not a diamond in the rough. Yeah. He sh- he shouldn't have been able to get in. But at the same time, how is Aladdin even a a, a diamond in the rough? He's just a he's street a thief. Rat. He's a thief. <laughs> he found himself a loophole. He was like, "Oh, I steal what I need, <laughs> and that's everything." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, so the only quote that I wrote down <laughs> took me off guard because it's such a good insult. He said it at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. He said it to one of the guards. He said, hey, look, Abu, it's not every day you see a horse with two rear ends. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dude said, what? <laughs> was it was good. funny. He roasted him. Um, but yet, all, every single song. There's a lot of movies, a lot of Disney movies, in fact, that have good songs but not all of them slap as hard so there is a there's a new song in the new movie like usually all these remakes usually does a they usually add in another song um beauty and the beast does that the best i would say um but this one the song was not that good um but i mean it had a good message and everything it but just the the music was not that good and i didn't like it um but that's okay Good message. Not really for me, musically. Uh, but other than that, every other song is good. Especially at the end when they had Will Smith and DJ Khaled singing Friend Like Me. Mm. <laughs> good stuff right there. My favorite part is the, the scene in the, the Cave of Wonders. I was always scared of that. That that lion or whatever, the, the mouth opening. <sighs> Dares. the diamond in the rough i was gonna say i yeah it was it was dark and it was kind of kind of scary as a kid but it wasn't and it wasn't like too much for me ever i always just thought the the design it, it always looked really cool and uh just the scene when he gets trapped down there i i that's probably my favorite part of the movie when he meets genie and discovers the, the magic carpet um yeah. What's your favorite scene of the movie? Do you have a favorite part? I think my favorite part was when he asked to become a prince and all of it changed. Like Abu changed turned into a, a elephant and the whole Prince Ali sequence is really cool to mm-hmm. me. Because he just wished that out of nothing. Now when we talk about the book, that's another story. <laughs> Cause then he's got eighty slaves. But <laughs> I don't know, but uh, it I, I think it's a good song and it's a good sequence and lots of color um, from an animation's perspective. Mm. That was cool. Um, I think that's my favorite part. Other than the opening scene. Like, I okay, when I think of Aladdin, I immediately think of the one jump ahead sequence. I think that's my favorite part, honestly. Final answer, one jump ahead. All right. Sequence. 
So, Jeremy, who did the Sultan remind you of, and why was it the guy that played the Santa Claus in Ernest Saves Christmas? <laughs> Back at it again with the obscure references. <laughs> the voice of the Sultan always sounded like like the oh, guy that wow. played that the, the the Santa Claus character in Ernest Saves Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can't argue with that. <laughs> I don't know why he's, he just is. That, that makes so much sense. You know what I'm talking about, too. I know what you mean. Man, <laughs> we might have to cover that this Christmas. I, I guess we talked about Aladdin and Jasmine. I mean, not, not a whole lot. We haven't really talked about the characters a whole lot. Other than We haven't really talked about the one of the greatest villains in all of Disney history. Yeah. Iago. Iago. Dang it. <laughs> Out of all the villains' birds, Iago is the best. It's a war against... Well, Gilbert Godfrey just likes to play these these bird characters. First it was Iago, then it was the Aflac duck. That's yeah. it, just those two. It's a war against Gilbert Godfrey. Essentially, it's a war against Gilbert Godfrey and Rowan Atkinson, mm. who played Zazu in Lion King. But Zazu wasn't a wasn't villainous. He was just a stick Not in really. the mud. He was just the he was just the villain's assistant. Was he? He was eventually. He, yeah, he was around Scar most of the time. Yeah, I don't remember. I thought I thought he was like with Mufasa and stuff. He was, but he was like put. He was like put in jail. Mm. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Once Scar took over, yeah, and he was like mm-hmm. still his assistant, whether he liked it or not. Anyways. Another bird. I love how he's like, he gets, he's so tired of like the crackers that the Sultan is feeding him. It's like, we're going to tie him up and force feed him the crackers. <laughs> exactly yeah. what he does later in the movie. How do you like that? <laughs> Jonathan, remember what you said like 30 seconds to a minute ago? What did I say? Um, The Sultan, the voice of the Sultan is Santa from Ernest Saves Christmas. Is it really? Yeah, you called that perfectly. <laughs> he plays Santa in Ernest Saves Christmas, and he also plays the Sultan in Aladdin. How I, crazy is that? I legit did not look that up. I just he's <laughs> just like why is why does it sound like him? I I, wow. I did not his think name, it was going to be him. His name is Douglas Seal, and he died in 1999. Rest in peace. Hmm. He was pretty old. 1913, 85. <laughs> well, he was retiring from Santa Claus when he made Ernest Saves Christmas. So, but yeah, he was in Aladdin and he was in Ernest Saves Christmas, and that's the only things we've seen. Good call. That was that was really insane. <laughs> okay, so the genie. This is the this is the movie where I realized that hey, Robin Williams is a friend. Like Robin Williams is a part of my childhood. I feel comforted when he's on the screen hmm. and you trust him. I don't know. It's something about his character with Jeannie just made you feel like, yeah, everything will be all right. We had a, even had a nickname for Aladdin. Al. Yeah. Al. I don't know how to explain it, but Robin Williams has touched all of us kids hearts at one point in our lives. And this is the, the this is the main event. Yeah. For sure. And he will continue through our kids and our kids' kids. As long as Disney Plus is still a thing. 
there's a lot of diff- there's a lot of diversity in characters in this movie because it's not like the I mean obviously they're all Arabic but there's a genie there's humans there's talking birds there's a sorcerer mm-hmm. there's a rug who's even a character there's a tiger there's a lot of different characters to focus on it's pretty cool yeah, and I think one of the things that I was confused about, specifically about genies versus like sorcerers, is like mm-hmm. if Jafar is a sorcerer, why does he even need the genie? Right. I mean, the genie is probably more powerful, but like still, like genies are more powerful, the most powerful. But it's just like, can't he like conjure up stuff or no? Like, maybe all he can do is hypnotize people. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know yeah. what his powers are. Maybe he didn't graduate Hogwarts. Maybe he's not that probably advanced. Not. Okay, so the summary for the, I mean, the intro for Aladdin complete series is uh, Aladdin, the clever hero of Agrabah, continues his adventures with the help of his fiancee, Princess Jasmine, his pet monkey, Abu, Magic Carpet, Iago, the greedy parrot, and of course, his best friend, the semi-cosmic genie. So I guess this takes place in between movies. I I think it's after Return of Jafar and in between. Okay. Because they get married in King of Thieves. Yes. What's really interesting about this is that, I mean, everybody except Robin Williams came back. For the show? Yeah, for the show. Whoa! There's a solid group. The show may have been during those contract negotiations, but also it's probably not likely that he'd come back for a weekly show like that. It's, yeah, no, it's Dan Castellaneta. Homer Simpson. Plays the genie. Yeah. James Avery is in this show and Jason Alexander is in this show. That's interesting. Both two major characters in two major sitcoms of the 90s. Yeah. They found the time for that. That's kind of cool. Um, Okay. You know, every, when everybody thinks of like a whole pile of gold, whole pile of money, you have the Irish who think about leprechauns and you've got mainly um us disney fans thinking of scrooge mcduck diving into his pot of gold yeah pile of gold i think of abu jumping in the cave of wonders have you ever just wanted to swim in a pile of gold sounds cool every day every day <laughs> let me add that to my wish list <laughs> i feel like asking for more wishes is a cop out but it doesn't have to be because Disney invented the three wish rule. So since I read the book, I'm allowed to ask for unlimited wishes. So boom. <laughs> well, Jeremy, I think it's it's time to wrap up the episode. I don't know. What, what are you thinking? Do you think we'll ever do another episode about King of Thieves or the live action? Or I, I want to. Well, I would love to. I love King of Thieves. Uh, we could talk about Return of Jafar, too. Um, maybe we could do those two together in the same episode if we eventually get around to that i'm good with that so final thoughts on aladdin i would say for me it's probably it's probably it probably is my favorite uh disney animated movie and it's just because it's the one that that i grew up with and watched ended up watching the most and just between the the sequels and the the tv show i really enjoyed it it's the only live action disney movie that like Disney remake that I actually bothered to check out. So 
<laughs> um, it's a good one, and it wouldn't be the same without Robin Williams. I mean, let's just let's just spitball here. I mean, who who else could they have had to do the voice at that time, like in the nineties, besides Rodney Dangerfield? <laughs> uh, actually, Rodney Dangerfield was a really good <laughs> idea. <laughs> oh wow! Um, who is some good child actors? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. No, just kidding. He sucks. <laughs> he might have been playing. No, he no, he was still in basketball at the time. He hadn't, he hadn't retired yet. I mean, really, the the answer is no one else could could have done it. He. And that's why we picked this no movie one. for this month. But but it, it is kind of funny to think about who else who else could have done it. At, when you talk about like the making of Shrek, I know like Chris Farley was supposed to be the voice before he passed yeah, away that and that sort weird. of thing. And it's like I love Chris Farley, but like. I mean, Mike Myers, is, he he is Shrek. Yeah. Chris Farley, Chris Farley could have done Kung Fu Panda. He could have done that. I mean, that's definitely Jack Black's character, but if he couldn't do it, Chris Farley could have done it if it was made 10 years before. Well, Chris Farley made Beverly Hills Ninja, which is the live action re- remake of Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Any final thoughts, Jeremy? No, I hold this movie up to, I hold this movie close near and dear to my heart and uh, it's it keeps its stapliest status because this is probably one of the few disney movies that i've constantly had to rewind but i i've always i always pictured it as a as a trilogy because i didn't know what was better but i always watched the first one the most yeah i don't know there's there's hard you can't say anything bad really about this it's hard it's hard to say a bad thing about aladdin which is the story is so good and that's part of the reason why the remake is so good is because it's already has a good story i mean the other ones are kind of formulaic but yeah no i think they did really well the music best music of any disney movie period are you dissing phil collins yes wow so here's the here's the deal here's the deal here's the deal this is a musical where Tarzan and Brother Bear is not a musical. Yeah, I guess so. Different categories. Yeah. There's not much else to say. I mean, everybody has their own opinions of Aladdin because everyone has seen Aladdin. There's nobody that hasn't. And if you haven't, listen to it. Listen I mean, to it. If you haven't, watch it. <laughs> it's on Disney Plus. Why don't you go be a diamond in the rough and go watch that movie? Yeah. And it really, honestly, if you haven't seen it in 10 years, rewatch it. It's a good rewatch. It's it holds up. It unlocks so many memories. Um, for sure, staple status. I agree. Not in the default vault category, but definitely a staple. Yes, 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 yes. Well, next week, Jeremy, I think we'll be wrapping up with one more Robin Williams movie. Yeah, that's right. I think that that'll be the last one for the month. I guess there's still some more we could still cover. There there could be more Robin Williams in the future, but at least for, for the month here, <laughs> we're going to end it after this next episode. Uh, and here's a clip of what we'll be talking about next week on Inside Quotes. Get down off of my car, please, and get up on the sidewalk. What year is it? Uh, it was brand new. No. What year is it? Uh, 1995, remember? You got some ID? Oh, let me guess, you probably left it in the other Tarzan outfit, right? 26 years. Are you from around here? I was, but I'd been in Jumanji. 
Indonesia. He was in the Peace Corps. Bentley, the Is this man related to you? Yes, sir. He's our uncle. Does he always dress like that? Well, yeah. He's a vegetarian. Get out of Monkeys! So our short was done by Bryce Bridgman, and you can find him on Instagram at GroovyBridge. And you can find us on Instagram at InsideQuotesCast. Go ahead and follow both of us. Um, if you haven't already and you're a fan of the show, make an Instagram account if you don't have it and follow us. That's what I did. Because, like, we have more listeners. We already we know we have more listeners than we do followers. And most of our followers are just our friends. So, just listen. Just If you listen to us, you like the show, and you don't have an Instagram, make one. Keep up to date with, with the show. If you want to support the show in any way, that's how you can do it. You'll never have a show like us. <laughs> and if the genie gave us three wishes, we'd wish for you to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcatcher you listen to us on. That's a good last wish. Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed listening to us revisit our childhood just as much as we have. And if you did, make sure you hit the subscribe slash follow button on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so that you don't miss out on a future episode. Until then, so long and thanks for all the fish.